What's going on, Sportswit family? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode. In this episode, we discuss week 12 of NFL football. We talk about the game day predictions as well as NFL fantasy football picks. To see the visual for this episode, head over to YouTube, type in Sportswit, and enjoy another episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Keep it real. That's all I ever asked for. Here's a word of advice. Don't go around being Mr. and Mrs. Potato. Keep your eyes and ears on at all times. Look, he has to be better. You want to know why? Here's why. Because he's a professional athlete. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Sports With. As always, I am your host, Levon Whitaker, and we have a familiar set face on the set today. My guy, Darrell Collins. What's going on with you, bro? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. We're going to do the fist bump there. We're not six feet apart, but, you know, hey, we see each other all the time. We, we, we follow protocols every, every other day. We're going to do the fist bump today to partially follow the protocols here today on the set. Um, as you all may know, it is week 12 of NFL football, okay? Listen, besides regular NFL football, it's also week 12 of NFL fantasy. We got a couple of things that we got to go over today that we're going to talk about regarding how to get your lineup right, how to make things you know, work for you in week 12 if you're working your way into the playoffs, okay? You're trying to make that playoff push, you might be, it might be six you know, playoff spots in your league and you're number eight. This is a critical week for you, including next week. So, in addition to that, first off, we're gonna do the two minute drill, okay? You guys are familiar with that. We're gonna pick our winners for this week of NFL football, okay? We got some very interesting games on going on. A very few interesting things going on in the league itself with the Steelers and the Ravens game getting pushed back to Tuesday with 19 COVID cases for the Baltimore Ravens, including the young phenom Lamar Jackson being on that COVID list, okay? Then you have to mention guys like J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Ravens. So the Steelers are obviously a little pissed about this right now. They're not mm-hmm. happy that their game gets pushed back. This is the second time they have to deal with this, I think, regarding the Ravens, uh, Ravens matchup. Um, and then we got the Titans and the Colts fighting for the AFC North Division leader uh, position. They're, um, both teams, uh, this is the second time playing each other. They're going to be in Indianapolis this time. It should be an interesting game. Okay, this Colts defense has been one of a kind this weekend, uh, this this season. Man, what's your thoughts on the NFL season thus far and these matchups that we got going on this week? Uh, I I think the season's going, even with the whole COVID situation, uh, I think it's going smoothly, as I guess as smoothly as it can. Yeah. Uh, but as far as these matchups that we got, I mean, I think we got some really good matchups going here. We got a couple, at least to me, there are a couple snoozers on there, but I think I like a lot of the matches, like I said, one being that Colts-Titans matchup, and we got that, I think that Raiders and Falcons matchup, I think that's going to be a real interesting game. Yeah, I really hope that Ravens and uh, that, that Raiders and Falcons game is what we expect it to be. Um, we've seen the Falcons play this season where they get shut out, and it's just been a, a completely uninteresting game. But these two guys, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, then you got your, uh, the wide receiver duos with the Calvin Ridley's and, and Julio Jones. No Todd Gurley this week, so that'll be interesting. But you got Josh Jacobs on the other side of the field. He, he and Derek Carr and Darren Waller, you know, just that three-headed monster in itself. And then you got the $100 million man himself and, um, and, and Coach Gruden. So we're going to break right into it. And uh, as you can see, folks, we are not in suits. We are even in casual clothing. We are in our NFL apparel, okay? This happens to be our favorite teams. Forgive Darrell, he does not know any better, okay? He was raised 
in a different atmosphere. He, he just don't know no better. Okay, we're gonna leave it at that. Me myself, I've been expecting. I've always expected <laughs> to lose, and I just get excited when we win. So that's why I got on my Chargers shirt. Um, thank God for Justin Herbert. Okay, sorry for the Indianapolis Colts. You got to take on Phillip Rivers. To get things started, man, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get started first. I'm gonna start the timer. You go ahead and make your predictions, ladies and gentlemen. We are starting the two-minute drill right now. So first and foremost, that Raiders-Falcons game, like I said, it's going to be fireworks. I'm actually going to take the Falcons in that one. They've been on, they just got off a of bye week, so they're getting their rest, so I think they're going to have the advantage in that matchup. Uh, Chargers-Bills, I'm taking the Bills on that one. Uh, Giants-Bengals, uh, like I said, that's probably going to be one of those games that might be a snoozer. Joe Burrow's out, so uh, I'm probably going to take the Giants on that one. Um, Colts-Titans, um, last time it was a bit lopsided with the Colts just kind of running all over the Titans. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different this time. I'm actually going to take the Titans on this one. Uh, Jaguars, Browns, again, I don't think that game is going to be very interesting, at least not for me, but I'm going with the Browns. Uh, Panthers, Vikings, I'm actually going, I'm going to take the Panthers on that one. Uh, Cardinals, Patriots, um, as much as it hurts me to say, I'm actually going to take the Cardinals on that one. I'm, I'm, uh, my Patriots, we just we don't look good this year at all. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Cardinals, uh, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, that one I'm actually I might be taking the Jets on that one. I think the Jets might get their first win this uh, this week. Uh, they're getting Sam Darnold back. Uh, Saints, Broncos. Broncos don't even have a quarterback, so I don't see you're taking the Saints. Just no, that's a no-brainer. Uh, 49ers, Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams on that one, um, and then we got which I think is probably one of the better games on this slate is the Chiefs and the Broncos. I'm definitely, I'm taking the Broncos, or sorry, Chiefs and Buccaneers. I'm taking the Buccaneers on that one. I'm Tom Brady, I'm a root for him every time, so I'm taking the Buccaneers. And then Bears, Packers, I'm going to take the Packers on that one. And then we got the Seahawks and Eagles. I'm going to take the Seahawks. And then on Tuesday night football, I'm actually going to take the Ravens. All right. With some time to spare, that was all the picks for the real. So, I will not let you guys wait any further, okay? I'm going to go ahead and jump into my right now, and I'm going to start the time right now. All right, to start off, the Raiders and the Falcons. Okay, look, I'm not stupid. I believe in what's right, and what's right is that the Las Vegas Raiders are 4-1 on the road this season, okay? I'm going to take the Raiders versus the Falcons in Atlanta, okay? Next up, we get the Chargers, my Chargers, versus the Bills. In Buffalo, I'm going to take the Chargers. This is going to be a shootout. Austin Eckler's back in the rotation, okay? I don't know what Anthony Nien has up his sleeve as a head coach, but nevertheless, okay, the receivers for this um, Chargers team have, have been playing outstanding thanks to Justin Herbert, okay? Give me the Chargers. Next up, like he said, a very, uh, not very appealing game in the Giants and the Bengals, okay? But Daniel Jones, he's going to run over this uh, over this Bengals team. They're missing defensive players, and, and most importantly, they're missing Joe Burrows, okay? Smoking Joe. Next up, we got the Titans and the Colts. We are in Indianapolis. I'm not an Indianapolis Colts fan, but I'm going to take the Colts over the Tennessee Titans here at Lucas Oil Stadium. Next up, we got the Browns and the Jaguars. We actually got Mike Glennon standing in the QB position this weekend. I'm going to take the Jaguars versus versus the Cleveland Browns 
in Jacksonville just because I don't like to see Baker Mayfield win because he hasn't lived up to his standards, okay? Next up, we got the Vikings and the Panthers, okay? A couple of guys are out on the COVID list, okay? One happens to be Adam Thielen. I'm taking the Panthers. Welcome back, Teddy Bridgewater, to Minnesota. Then we got the Cardinals and the Patriots. Like he said, he knows better. I know better. We're taking the Cardinals over the Patriots in Foxborough. And next up, we got the Dolphins and the Jets. And it's crazy you said that. I also believe that the Jets will win this game against the, against the Dolphins. Two was back in the starting rotation, supposedly, but give me the Jets. Broncos will lose to the Saints. 49ers will lose to the Rams. Chiefs and Buccaneers, give me Patrick Mahomie. Then we got the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Give me the bad man Aaron Rodgers over the stinky Chicago Bears. And, that, and then, last but not least, Give me the Seahawks over the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. And that is the time. I'm sorry. I actually ran out of time because I did not do the Steelers and the Ravens, okay? Probably because they got moved back two days. But I'll take the Steelers over this game at Heinz Field over the Ravens. Let's talk about a couple of these games, though, man. Um, we look at um, one, of the team, one of the games that you mentioned that was, you know, could, could be very interesting is this Raiders and Falcons game. Mm -hmm. Tell me a piece about that. What you, why, why are you choosing the Falcons? Let's, let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit more. Well, my reason for picking the Falcons is just that, one, like I said, the Falcons, they just came off of a bye week. Uh, so I think they, they're going to have the advantage as least far as the rest goes. Uh, Raiders, they just came off a high emotional game versus uh, the Chiefs that they lost a very close game. So I think usually for me, when you see you get teams that are just coming off of those high emotional wins or emotional games like that, the next game is usually what they call like a trap game. So that's why I think I'm going to take the Falcons on that. And the Falcons have the offense to do that. Okay, and I, I I can agree with some of those points. I believe that um, this Falcons team is obviously going through some growing pains right now. They're trying to figure things out um, with that coaching staff and with you know with the guys on the field. Not to mention again, Ty Gurley is out this week. Um, but I think that's good for Matt Ryan. He likes to like to sling the ball, and we're healing up in the backfield. A guy he can toss the ball to out of the backfield and get to get into open field. They can really do some damage. I believe this will be a high scoring game between these two guys, but you gotta look out for that Raiders defense. That got um Abram out of the back out of the um out of the DBs for the uh for the for the Raiders. That guy comes in, he hits hard, not to mention guys like um Cleveland Farrell. I don't know if he's back from the COVID list this week. Um also um, Max Crosby, another guy that comes off that line pretty hard off the defensive line for the Raiders. So again, a lot of offensive weapons for the um, the Falcons, but a lot of great defensive guys and, and they're just aggressors on the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders. Should be a great coaching matchup as well. Um, one thing I want to talk about a little bit more is the Titans and the Colts. Um, again, we just saw these two teams play, I think, two weeks ago. Um, these two teams are very unique in their own way because the Titans don't are on defense. They aren't slouches at all. But then you look at the, uh, the Colts defense, and that's just gold. You kind of put them on the pedestal. Then you look at the Titans offense, and you say, oh, okay, they're pretty decent. They got one of the best running backs in the game, and Derrick Henry, um, a high, uh, he's very effective when, he use, when he's used at a high usage. Uh, but then you look at the um, at, at the look at the coast deep at the coast offense. They're not as high octane as the Titans can be when they get going because of guys like AJ Brown and Corey Davis, um, because of guys like uh, Derrick Henry, as I mentioned before. Then Matt uh, Ryan Tannehill, just his ability to get loose and open field if he wants to, but you know he never does it. He has the wheels to do so. But that coast offense just isn't 
as lethal. They're in, they aren't as high octane. They, they move pretty slow. They've been working on some things out the backfield recently with all three running backs. So they're also obviously trying to explore some things right there, Frank Reich and the coaching staff. But uh, what it all comes down to is that defense is being able to stop guys. Normally we're able to see um, Derrick Henry, he might get shut down for majority of the game. He's kind of picking up the yards here and there. He might get 15 yards here and, and otherwise he kind of got five to eight yards on um, every carry or every other carry. But then he breaks through at the end of the game for a big run and kind of steal it like he did last week in overtime. We didn't see that against the Colts last time they played. He wasn't able to break loose. He wasn't able to just get going and eventually have that big run that put the Titans over the top when it comes to their, um, just, just come to the offensive drive. So I think that that's why the Colts win this game. If their defense can sustain the length of this game and just play aggressive all game like they're used to doing. I think that's why the Colts have come out with this W. Yeah, I definitely understand. I see that point. Um, like I said, my reason I, I picked the Titans is just I mean, this is a division game. It's a division matchup, and one one of the hardest things to do in the NFL is to beat a team twice, especially a division rival, right. and especially with the the beating that the Colts gave the Titans last their last time they met up. I just don't see that. I just don't see that going the same way uh, this time. Like I said, they've all these teams are very familiar with each other, and now that they they've already played each other once, so now it's just like again, it's going to be a battle of it's going to be a battle of the matchups, basically, a battle, battle, battle of um, schemes. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like, that's why I always think it, the, it's always in favor of the team uh, that lost, in my opinion. It's always in the favor of the team that lost the previous meeting that has the advantage in the next meeting because they're coming in more fired up because they're like, hey, we got to win this time, whereas uh, the other team is probably thinking more along the lines of, oh, we beat them once, we can do it again. Yeah. And so they're going to come in kind of expecting the Titans to roll over and just take another beating when I don't think that's going to be the case. And uh, I'm not comparing Ryan Tannehill to Aaron Rodgers by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, again, Aaron Rodgers did show just there in their last game that this defense, you can score on it. I mean, no, it's a great defense, but Aaron Rodgers just proved that you can score on this defense. So I think the Titans will probably use some of that and be able to try and exploit some of the things that uh, the Packers did and be able to you know, put some more points up and, of course, and get Derrick Henry more involved than they did in the last game. You know, I would hope to see something like that. It would be definitely, I think that will open up the, the entertainment for this game. Normally, these are two oh, yeah. very boring teams to watch. I do not enjoy watching the Colts. Normally, um, as of lately, it's been, they've been a little bit more entertaining because they have gotten a little, uh, the offense has been a little more fluent recently. But uh, I would love to see that the Derrick Henry breaks open to that defense and gets past a guy like uh, like Buckner, gets past a guy like, uh, well, gets through a guy like Buckner, gets through a guy like, uh, like Darius Leonard and the rest of those linebackers and, open, and eventually run the secondary over or run right past him because he's just that fast to run past a secondary, anybody's secondary. Um, another game we both agreed on was the Jets and the Dolphins. Um, we both mentioned Sam Darnold coming back, you know, Two are going to be the, the starting cornerback again, so, uh, according to uh, I think it's Brian, Brian Flores in, in Miami. Um, he set him last week against I think against Denver. He's going to be in the starting lineup again this weekend. He's facing off against this 0-10 Jets team. The veteran Frank Gore comes in and says, "Look, we're not going to go completely uh, this complete event of this season without winning a game." Uh, I think this is their opportune time to do so. We saw, I think, week seven through ten with this, or six through ten, maybe with this Miami Dolphins defense stepped up, became pivotal. They kind of started playing a little bit, a little more, a little more edgy. But I think this is a game where Sam Donald could come in, control this game, 
and just, you know, get the feel of the locker room back, get these guys back in stride, and at least feeling like they're, um, you know, capable of winning the game. I don't know if Joe Flacco was the guy to do that. He didn't do it, and he wasn't able to keep that pace up in Baltimore. Goes to Denver, wasn't able to do it in Denver, per se. Um, some may say differently. But now he's in New York, and the young guy, Sam Donald, they believe in him. They believe he's, you know, could potentially be the quarterback of the future if they don't get Trevor Lawrence from uh, Clemson, if he decides not to go to the draft because he doesn't <laughs> want to get drafted there. Can't blame the brother. But, um, you know, this this Jets team, this is your opportune time. You lost five of the six games uh, to, to Miami in the last couple of years. So, again, another division game. It's, like you said, it's hard to beat a team twice. The guy, Darrell, one of those guys that kind of believes in uh, – what is it, superstitious or something like that? You know, when it comes to the when it comes to the the, the game of the game of sports, um, the game of football specifically in this conversation. So a division game in the AFC East. Sam Donald takes this W from the rookie tour. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and just like I said before about or like you just said uh, about the division. Like again, it's hard to be the, the same team twice, and not only that, it's even harder. To go 0 and 16, which is a weird thing to say, yeah. but you—it's hard to actually lose all 16 games. That's why it doesn't happen as often, uh, you know. But so you would think if the Jets were going to get a win, you know, this is probably one of the ones where this is a team, a Miami team, that they're high in their confidence. They actually think they're a good team now, you know, because they got a couple of good wins. Where it's when you look at those wins, it wasn't offense. I will say that last game uh, that Miami played, Tua did look a lot better, but mm -hmm. uh, it's been special teams and defense. So, right. And if that team could have done, been playing like that this entire time, they would have. So that's how you, at least for me, that's how you, it's, just, it's just one of those streaks. Yeah. Just one of those kind of fluke streak things. So I don't, I, I'm not a believer in this Miami Dolphins team at all. So uh, I think Sam Darnold can come in and kind of be the hero for the Jets, you know, the, the savior, like you said, come in from injury and, and come in and get Jets their first win. All right, like you said, you don't have no reason to believe in the Miami Dolphins being legit. Uh, six and four does not mean that you are legit. I'm sorry. Miami Dolphins, you have to do a lot more over the years to, uh, to change that reputation of yourselves. That's just what it is when it comes to the sport of football. And last game we're going to talk about right quick before we get into our fantasy picks is the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Now this one is special for me because I don't like the Chicago Bears fans, okay? I don't mind Matt Nagy. I like Tariq Cohen, okay? I don't, I, I like guys, uh, Allen Robinson. I like those guys. David Montgomery out of Iowa State. I like those guys. I do not like the Chicago Bears fans. I'm only two hours away, three hours away from Chicago. I grew up less than an hour away from Chicago. And I just can't stand them. They stink. They get on my nerves. They talk a bunch of trash about the city, about how great the city of Chicago is better than any other place you can visit in the entire world, not even the United States. They they think they're better than Italy, okay? It's just some things that you just don't say. And Chicagoans have no exception when it comes to that, okay? They say whatever comes to their mind, and it's completely rude, and, and they get on my dang on nerves. So... I was actually supposed to be in Chicago watching it. We were supposed to be in Chicago watching this game with some friends this weekend. So this is for you, okay? We don't got our Aaron Rodgers jerseys on like we promised you. He said he's going to have Devontae Adams. I was going to have number 12 on my back with Rodgers spelled out. I probably wasn't going to buy a jersey. Probably just make one and have somebody painted pink, <laughs> green, and, green, and white. But doggone it. Nevertheless, this Green Bay Packers team is facing a great defense <laughs> in the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And... Look, they're seven and three. 
I kind of expected the Packers to be a little bit better than this, maybe 9-1 right now. But I'll go for 7-3, okay, at this point in the season. I'll go for that because in those three games, I don't think they had Devontae Adams, okay? And throughout the, well, I'm sorry, they did have Devontae Adams, maybe two of them. But they struggled for a little bit without Devontae Adams. They struggled with some other areas of the, of, this, of the offense without Aaron Jones for a game or two, I believe. So Aaron Rodgers, as always, every single season has some, he doesn't have just a completely healthy season, not even if it's for himself or some people, some guys on his team. But thankfully, that defense, uh, uh, Zadarius Smith and the rest of those guys on that defensive seven front, um, they've stepped up and they've been big time over the last couple of years, um, just getting to the opposing quarterback and keeping the offense off, you know, getting the offense back on the field um, and not allowing the other team's defense to get so much rest. What's your thoughts heading to this game? We also got Mitchell Trubisky back, so don't hold your breath on that. <laughs> they four and seventeen over the last ten years, so you know, just go ahead and break that, break down your analysis for us of this Bears versus Packers game in Green Bay at Lambeau Field with Mitch Trubisky at the starting quarterback. Okay, uh, so. Like I said, I'm going to try to, you know, play devil's advocate for the Bears here a little bit. Um, I know that the, you know, this game is probably going to end up being a little bit lopsided uh, with the Packers just because, I mean, they're just high-powered with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. It's a high-powered offense with just those three, and then you throw in uh, the other guys, you know, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Lazard, who they're getting back. Um, so... But the one way, or one of two ways I could actually think that the Bears could even win this game is, one, just play their defense. Uh, like I said, the defense isn't, you know, the defense of, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, Khalil Mack first got there, but it's still a very high defense, high-rating defense. So right. um, I would just think they would just need to be able to, one, I think their run defense is already solid, so I right. think they shouldn't really have much of a problem trying to slow down. Uh, Aaron Jones. So their main thing they need to do is slow down Devontae Adams. And, you know, that's just been something that nobody's been able to do. But I do think being that this is a rivalry game, uh, I do think the Bears will probably be up enough, you know, to try to stop Devontae Adams in somehow, some way. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think, I mean, they're capable if they, you know, be able to scheme correctly. And right. so I do think they have it in them to do that. Um, and then the second way is Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> like, I actually prefer Mitch Trubisky in this offense over Nick Foles. Certainly. Uh, I think Nick Foles is just way too timid. And I think that's not a way you can beat the Packers. You can't beat this Packers offense by being timid and just doing dink and dunk passes and, you know, not taking shots down the field. And uh, Mitch is going to make mistakes. We all know that's who Mitch Trubisky is. But... I'm not comparing him to Brett Favre, but <laughs> Brett Favre <laughs> made a lot of mistakes too in yeah, his all time. So, you know, you always want that guy who's willing to take those shots down the field. And like I said, it's, it's, it's going to take a couple of those shots just to be successful, and that may be all that the Bears need to even win this game as long as that defense can step its game up just even a little bit for this game today and maybe even squeak out like a 14 to 17 type of game. Uh, if the Bears win, it's, it's definitely going to be ugly and less offensive if they do win this game. Uh, but they need to take some shots themselves to even have that sort of victory. But I don't see that happening today or mm -hmm. this Sunday. So I, I do think this game is going to be pretty lopsided. But that's just me trying to play devil's advocate <laughs> for the Bears on how they can potentially win this game. But I don't see it happening. Well, 
I'll say it the way that Chicago fans didn't didn't hear from you. Chicago, you don't have a chance in hell to win this game versus the Green Bay Packers, okay, at Lambeau Field. Even if they was playing at the Nissan Stadium in Tennessee, on the Tennessee Titans field, versus the Chicago Bears, and with the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. It don't matter where you play. You ain't got a chance in hell to win this game. And here's my reasoning, okay. As you said, taking away Devontae Adams out of the equation, slowing him down somehow, some way, okay. You slow him down, Lazard is back, okay? Marquise Valdez-Scantlin, a guy that's lethal. You, you, you take away Devontae Adams if you want to, and you're going to see two guys shrinking up the field. Or you take away one or the other, the other's going to be open, okay? These guys feed off each other. When they get up the field, they kind of just disperse. They're a three-headed monster up the field, okay? Not to mention when you do that, you open up the game for not only Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams out of the backfield. He's a heavy runner, okay? He's a very powerful runner. He likes to kind of get elusive sometimes. He's quick. He and Aaron Jones, that dynamic duo, okay, they kind of split that backfield at a 70-30 weight, but um, just Aaron Jones is just more of a punch and a touchdown guy, okay, he's going to get you on the longer runs. Jamal Adams prefers to go right through you, okay? So that's the difference in this offense when you're talking about these two teams and you're talking about um, if you're going to slow somebody down, it has to be Devontae Adams. Well, you also got to get to Aaron Rodgers somehow, somewhere, as you mentioned a couple of years ago when the Khalil Mack first got there. He took Aaron Rodgers out for a couple of games, and we saw Brett Hundley for a few for a, for a few snaps or for a few drives, I think. So that that is what the Chicago Bears have to do. I also agree that Mitch Trubisky is a guy that needs to be in this game. They have to take some shots. They have to get some 50-50 balls somehow, some way. You got to force this defense to not know what the heck is coming. Draw some offside penalties. Draw, draw, draw some draw some some holding penalties on the defensive DBs. Um, something needs to happen for the Chicago Bears and it's not going you're not going to win this game strictly by having great defense and just the uh, uh just a moderated uh QB uh QB um Mr. Trubisky needs to make some plays whether whether it's on the ground with his feet or maybe again having some 50-50 balls the key to Mr. Trubisky game is getting the ball to Allen Robinson okay he's a top tier Right receiver, okay? He runs simple routes. He gets open and rides me a lot of Keenan Allen. Those two play a very similar game. Short yarder, dink and dunk those guys. They're good on the yak, okay? Uh, they're just really solid overall receivers. Great route running everything. And the brother even wears a, he doesn't even wear a thermal under his shirt, under his jersey. He wears a, 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 some type of Russell or championship, champion branded shirt under his all baggies. He's not there for the looks. He's there to go out there, and, Allen, and Keenan Allen does the same thing. They're not out there for looks. They're not out there to get pretty with you. They're going to go come right at you. They're going to run a short slant. They might run a hook route. They might run a, come, a comeback route. Anything to just get the ball, keep possession in the hands of that offense. That's what you got to do to win this game. Have possession of the ball. Even the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago did a great job for maybe a quarter or two just not allowing the Packers to not have possession of the ball because they ran down the throats with James Robinson and, and, and the young quarterback was able to get a couple of completions early in the first half just to keep the ball out of, out of, Aaron, out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. That's how you win this game. Um, so, I mean, those are you know our thoughts and our analysis on a couple of games and our two-minute drill picks. Um, next up, man, we're going to um, bring this bring this image up for the fans here. Here, here. here are our Week 12 Fantasy Football Picks for this week. If you have a fantasy football team, here are some of the picks that you need to make sure you make, okay? It's critical. You might be on your way to pushing into the playoffs. It's week 12. You might be sitting at that 7th, 8th, or ninth seed. 
The other two t other teams at the six, five, or fourteen seed might be two games ahead of you. Um, it might you might be the nine or ten seed like me in one of my leagues. Okay, I, I'm in five different leagues. I'm the eleven seed in one of them, but I still got a chance to make it to the playoffs if Darrell loses and a couple other guys lose. <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, here are your picks. Uh, Darrell, I'll let you go ahead and mouth, you know tell the people who you pick, who, who your picks are. Um, okay, and kind of your reason for picking them. Uh, all right, so. First quarterback position, um, I'm going with Matt Ryan this week. And you guys heard me already talk about that Raiders and Falcons game. I actually think that's going to be a really high scoring game. I think it's going to be fireworks. And so I'm definitely thinking Matt Ryan because there is no Todd Gurley this week for the Falcons. So that means they're going to even throw the ball even more. So it just seems kind of obvious for me to go with Matt Ryan on that. And so because I'm going with Matt Ryan and I think the Falcons are going to have to throw the ball a lot. I'm also in that same game going to pick Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders. Um, like I said, I think the Raiders are, you know, they're well, they're more balanced, way more balanced than the Falcons are uh, on offense, and they're actually a, they're they're a really good team, and so I think they're going to get an early lead on uh, the Falcons, and so uh, if they get that early lead and they keep that lead, that means that will keep Josh Jacobs involved in the game more and more Definitely. and more. So uh, I think he's going to put up some good numbers this week. Um, and for running back number two this week, I'm actually going to go with uh, Wayne Goldman uh, for the New York Giants. And again, kind of for the same reasons that I'm picking Josh Jacobs is uh, the Bengals, they're without Joe Burrow. They're starting quarterback. So that kind of speaks for itself. The Bengals already aren't very good. So you take out their starting quarterback, they're even worse. And so I think that just kind of, it sets up Wayne Goldman to have a big day today because I see the Giants going up big early and again, just pounding the ball, pounding the football. And like I said, and then Wayne Goldman just slowly, surely chipping away at the Bengals all day. And eventually, like I said, he'll probably go for, I wouldn't be surprised if he went for two scores uh, this week. Uh, and then, all right, so for my receivers, first, and foremost, going with Julio Jones. Again, I'm staying in that Raiders-Falcons game. As you can't tell, I really like this game. So a lot of my players are co coming out of this game because, like I said, I'm expecting, you know, a 34-33 kind of game. So a lot of points being scored. Uh, so, and honestly, you could even interchange that with uh, Calvin Ridley if you wanted because, I mean, it's just that back and forth. But I'm partial to Julio Jones. Uh, and my kind of sleeper pick, but not really sleeper, would be uh, Rieger. I'm having trouble saying his name uh, for the or for the Eagles. Um, he's probably even available in a lot of leagues right now because the Eagles are terrible. Even Carson Wentz, terrible. I had Carson Wentz as my starting quarterback for a while. Couldn't do it anymore. So I would think he's probably available in a lot of leagues on the waiver wire. Uh, so you might even be able to just go and pick them up if you don't already have them on your team. Um, they're playing the Seahawks. We all know that Seahawks defense, they give up a ton of yards, ton of yards through the air, passing, running, all just all kind. They give, that defense gives up a ton of yards. So uh, Carson Wentz has to throw to somebody in that, in that offense, and uh, that's his best weapon. So I, that's why I think, I think that's probably going to be one of those sleeper kind of picks, one of those picks people – aren't expecting because of how bad the Eagles have been, but they actually forget that the Eagles are pretty talented as far as their players are on offense. And then last but not least in the tight end position, 
I'm going with Hunter Henry uh, because my second favorite game is the Bills and Chargers game. I think that one's going to be high scoring as well. And just because of the pure volume that Herbert throws the ball, I know they're getting, they're possibly getting Eckler back this week, but I think he's just going to be getting eased in. Uh, and their running backs haven't really been doing enough to, you know, take any kind of touches away from uh, that receiving core. So I think Hunter Harris is going to be one of the beneficiaries uh, in Justin, Justin Herbert's offense. Great points. Great points. I like it. I love it. Um, so, folks, well, I'm getting to my picks now. As you already stated as your, in your last point with Hunter Henry, uh, Justin Herbert doesn't always spread the ball deep to his tight ends, very rarely at all, actually. But, you know, they get the chance to get down there on a, on a pretty decent defense um, in, in the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo. You know, those guys got like Tredavious White, you know, capable of making some plays. I said they get down to that red zone that, you know, again, Justin Herbert will get the ball to Hunter Henry. Justin Herbert is my quarterback for this week of fantasy football because he can get the ball down the field, he can stretch it down there to uh, to Guyton or Gay, whatever his name is, I forget his name, Guyton or yeah, Guyton. Guyton. Um, and then he also left throw up a deep ball to Mike Williams, Mike Mike, uh, Mike Williams, the Clemson product. Okay, that that guy just happens to get down the field, he stretches out, he's able to make some great plays. Again, we all saw the volume last week in Keenan Allen. Okay, so. Justin Herbert spreads the ball plenty, okay? Even with Balazs back there, then you got Austin Eckler, who's a dual threat running back. He's able to come out of the backfield and be a passing back and also be a um, just a, be an every down back in general, okay? Um, so that leaves kind of like that optimism open for, for the uh, LA Chargers versus the, um, versus the Bills this week. Then we have Miles Sanders versus the Seahawks. Um, in Philly, in Lincoln Financial Field, and listen, it just comes down to volume for Miles Sanders, okay, a guy that they trust. He's probably the most reliable guy in the offense outside of, you know, and the only reason he's not even more valuable because the ball isn't being hyped directly to him. Okay, so when he's healthy, Miles Sanders is a guy that can really pick up the pace for this for this, for this Eagles, deep, Eagles offense and push the ball down the field. We all love the Seahawks defense. That front seven can be shaky at times. They're interchanging guys in and out off that line constantly because of injuries. And so we'll see some um, great we'll see some great sparks out of Miles Sanders this week. Um, next guy in the running back position is James Robinson versus the Cleveland Browns. Okay, now here I'm kind of going out on a limb here. Okay, when you got a guy like Mike Glennon in there, he hasn't played all season with James Robinson in there with this team. You know, playing against the Cleveland Browns, you never you never know what you're going to get. They're in Jacksonville. Not to say that the fan base is really going to make a difference. I don't think they even allowed to have fans, but. James Robinson just being a um, just being a very aggressive back, you're going to give this guy the ball. He can he can break out for big runs. He did it against um, Green Bay a couple of weeks ago. He's a guy that just kind of finds his niche. Reminds me a lot of Derrick Henry. You know, eventually he's going to break out for a big game. Eventually he's going to they're going to punch it in with him for the uh, they're getting the red zone. They're going to punch it in for the touchdown with James Robinson. They're not going to allow Mike Glennon to throw the ball and potentially you know turn the ball over to it. A pretty pretty decent and young. Um, defensive secondary for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so trusting James Robinson, he will get his opportunities. He's not going to break. He's not going to be this guy that's going to be super high volume. Um, there's no DJ Chark though, so that's also very possible. But I expect these guys to play from behind and just kind of spread the ball out a lot. And James Robinson is going to be one of those beneficiaries. Next up, we got Stephon Diggs. We said that Bills and Chargers game going to be a high-scoring game. Okay, just like Justin Herbert does. Josh Allen likes to air the ball out, okay? Not not really a run game there. We've seen Moss kind of get more involved in that backfield recently over, yeah. single, over Singletary, but he's also a passing back, okay? 
So expect Stephon Diggs, who's the number one, currently ranked the number one or number two wide receiver in the NFL right now, at least the top three. Um, he's up there, especially as far as use of value usage goes, okay? He's got to get the ball a lot. But his running mate, Cole Beasley, who also gets the ball a lot late in games, he's a lot more reliable in tighter situations. But nonetheless, expect Stephon Diggs to be the lead guy in this offense early on, okay? If Josh Allen isn't running the ball himself, he's passing to Stephon Diggs. Next up, we got Chris Godwin. Now with Chris Godwin, I would, I would actually say you can swap him out with a guy like Keenan Allen, but Chris Godwin has been consistent even with this lethal offensive, um, offensive um, arsenal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Versus this Tampa Bay, de Tampa Bay defense, who happens to let a lot go bad with that front line, that front four happens to be very pretty good. Okay, and Tom Brady's offensive line has struggled recently. I expect them to step up this week. And I expect them, especially after last week, how he got tagged last week in, uh, in last week's game. Mm -hmm. As much as he got tagged last week, I expect him to step up this game. Really air the ball out. Air these guys out. Okay, expect Ronald Jones to get some touches. Leonard Fournette to get some touches. But really expect guys like Chris Godwin, guys like Antonio Brown to step up and get plenty of touches. And Mike Evans, too. You can't never leave him out. He's been a deep ball favorite for, Mike, uh, for Tom Brady over the last couple of games. And again, you can't switch out Chris Godwin with Keenan Allen. I would highly advise it if you don't have one or the other, you can switch them out. And last but not least, Darren Wallace. as we said, that, that Raiders and Falcons game is potentially going to be high scoring. It's in Atlanta. We all know that Darren Waller is much, much more of a receiver than he is a tight end because of his ability to break out of the tackles, okay, ability to get out and run great routes as a um, tight end looking like a wide receiver out there. And we also know that he's one of Derek, he is Derek Carr's favorite target, okay? That's that, folks. Gonna take that down. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of Sports Wit. Thank you guys for tuning in. We look forward to hearing some feedback on week 12 NFL Fantasy Football. Tell us how it went, okay? Don't be strangers. We're here to help you make your push into the playoffs. Now, Warning, if you have not been listening over the last couple of weeks, it's not our problem now that you're not making it to the playoffs, okay? We can't help you that you suck and that you're just not capable. Some of us had to have bad rosters. Trust me, I have a couple of them, but I'm doing my best. You do your best. Make sure you're making it to the playoffs. Let us know your feedback. Tell us how you feel. Jump into the DMs. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning into another episode. You guys stay safe and keep on pushing. What's going on, folks? It's your sportswear host here, Levon Whitaker. I just want you all to know to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, be sure to follow me on sportswit.com. Thank you.